0: Hi, grab yourself a glass of water and take this painkiller. How'd you feel? Better? My name's Coco, and welcome to the community that reeks of self love, self care, and confidence. We provide support to people looking forward to smashing altars of depression and anxiety in their lives. Join us as we spread love, light, and hope. Welcome back to Painkillers. Thank you for tuning in. I'm extremely grateful to everyone who listened to the pilot episode and gave feedback. Uh, all your comments everything was just so amazing i'm just not going to talk about that too much because the support was overwhelming i'm just so thankful to everyone who shared and subscribed today's episode we'll be talking about self-care and i will be sharing my truth In Ghana when someone asks you to take care of yourself they simply mean just be a good child, don't be naughty, don't do any you know bad child things so it really isn't that kind of definition you know I'm trying to look for or trying to talk about. Self-care goes way beyond being a good child so that is literally not self-care that's not what I'm trying to say at all. Taking care of yourself is simply self-care It is doing the things that make you feel good and not what society deems or terms as feeling good, you know, like partying or, you know, those are general uh, ideas or concepts of what feeling good is. But self-care is what makes you feel good. Self-care differs with each and every person. Everyone has something that they do that makes them feel good. Someone can actually decide to binge watch a show on Netflix. Another person might just decide to work Uh, you know, and then be productive, keep him busy, makes them feel good. So it differs, self-care differs, and so there isn't a common trend when it comes to self-care. There's different things that constitute self-care for each and every individual. So why self-care? Why must I take care of myself? Why must you take care of yourself? Why must you practice a self-care regimen or have a routine for self-care? So the people in Africa have one of the largest percentage of people who don't even know that they battle with mental health. So I recommend self-care a lot because there's so many unacknowledged but existing thoughts and opinions about oneself within themselves. So they don't know that there's something going on, but immediately you start to practice self-care. You are able to pinpoint, you know, feelings and know what you're going through and then consequently find solutions to it. For instance, there are so many insecurities that people battle with or they they deal with grief in a different way. I have a friend who lost their parents and didn't cry for as much or for as long as five years but did everything normally but you could tell he wasn't doing okay. Um, There are people who battle with low self-esteem, they have unsettling thoughts and they're just pretty much confused so practicing self-care is very important because when you don't admit that you're feeling unwell mentally. That doesn't make your problems or your pain go away. It just, you know, persists and it makes you feel worse than before. And that is very unhealthy. It can go a long way to affect your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well being. So some more benefits of self care are improved mental health. Since you're taking care of yourself and you're getting to know yourself deeply it makes you have a sense of happiness because you're doing well so you were actually doing okay um you're able to also cultivate the habit of self-discipline because it's a routine right and so as you the more you are committed to taking care of yourself you are also indirectly or unconsciously working on your self-discipline so you're able to trust yourself enough you know you learn how to commit and you know how to keep your word as well the third benefit is an increase in physical weakness. There is a direct or there is a proving connection between the brain and the gut. So if you're not feeling well in your mind or in your head, it can affect your insides. You know, I know somebody who was very, very unwell in his mind and would throw up a lot of times. You know, he wasn't really sick having a health condition it was just he was just not feeling too well in his mind and that affected his guts for him to you know actually throw up every single day the fourth benefit is that you have a very substantial or a very prominent decrease in anxiety and stress here's where i lay myself bare and come clean and be transparent about my pains and my struggles I believe that we all have our pain and trauma and stories and that we can survive off of one another's experiences and stories. I know that my transparency will save someone and that is why I've decided to talk about it. When I was in middle school, I really had a hard time um, fitting in, blending in with my peers because, I don't know, I felt like I was different and most of the time I wouldn't really have any self-esteem or be able to do anything because most of people in my class would just not accept me for me. So I don't really I don't really remember a lot of things because I have closed in on that chapter of my life and there's there is a condition like that where you where somebody goes through something really big and just decides to forget or make themselves forget. This happened and I can't really go into details because I really don't know and I can't remember. Um, So I was living as myself. I remember living as myself, but not knowing there was something wrong because I just didn't know what it was. right? So there was a general feeling of discomfort, but I didn't know exactly what was going on. So it took confronting my past and having reflections on the memories I made myself forget to get me to come face to face with why I was like this. Or why I was behaving like I was you know after even years after completing middle school you know like in high school I was still back in the depression I just didn't even know it was it and there were you know heightened moments and they were very low moments for me so it was very difficult for me okay and I was never completely happy with myself you know, I was never completely happy with my body size or shape. I was never completely happy with my face or my skin. It was just, you know, a whole lot of body dysmorphia in connection with issues, with different things. It was a a whole lot of things that I can't really talk about on air. But I'm going to go transparent with the fact that I was suicidal. and um, It was pretty bad that I was very suicidal. I was close to taken my life several times. I can't even count. Different ways, different methods. <laughs> but thank goodness that we're here. Thank God that you know we got out of it. I got out of it. And whenever I think about it, I'm always thankful to God that I didn't feel insecure about my birthmark because i do have a bluish green birthmark on my forehead and it's pretty prominent i think it's beautiful i'm not gonna lie uh well apart from one time i I did feel insecure because i was working i took a work break and there was this polish girl she um is from poland and we were eating lunch uh in the staff lounge and she just took a tissue and wiped my face and she was like hey you got a stain so she she didn't even you know wait for me to take she just wiped it off and she looked at a tissue and she didn't see anything, so I was thinking, oh, okay, what's going on? Because I'm eating, so with any stain, it should be like close to my mouth area, not on my forehead. So I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? Because it's never happened, right? I do get stares, I do, I also have anxiety, I barely go out. I don't know if it's because of my birthmark, you know, that I don't step out too much. I don't think it is. I feel like people do stare at me a lot, that's what I feel but i have overcome all those things to be honest because i do go out lately i uh, do my best you know to step out if i need to (laughs) And, and i'm very 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 confident about my birthmark you know people compliment it and whether it's genuine or not i don't mind because i personally feel good in my space or in my my skin so she did, she wiped my face and I was thinking, what's going on, you know, what's going on, what's going on? And she said, um, there's this bluish thing on your forehead. And I said, hey, look, it's my birthmark. Don't worry about it. And I remember so well, she said, she was like on the verge of crying. She was like, oh my God, I can't believe you have to deal with this. Are you okay? Does it hurt? And I'm thinking... Mm. if it was hurting first of all i wouldn't even be sitting here you know if it was hurting you would see bloody it would be bloody so i had to explain to her that no it's, it doesn't hurt and i've never had to deal with it because my mom fell off the stairs she tripped when she was pregnant i was about eight months due and no i was one month due yeah because she was eight months pregnant at that time so i was due in one month and she fell off the stairs you know so that's pretty much what made me have the birthmark so it's not really a problem it's not really something that happened when i was a person or you know, in the world so so she should chill and be fine so i remember she asked me some pretty invasive questions she asked me when i was going to get rid of it if i was going on to go laser uh, surgery or whatever and she passed pretty disrespectful comments and she told me that i would look extremely beautiful without it <laughs> But you know that day was very weird and we had an awkward and awkward kind of vibe all day but I was okay and when I went home I did think about it a bit. I looked at myself in the mirror. Yeah I did you know but apart from that day that time I really haven't felt insecure about my birthmark. I do take photos and look at it and I'm thinking you know maybe I should turn to the left yeah if I'm taking a profile photo I should try turning it was you know a lot of things but now I really don't mind now I'm just all in all in right so I wanted to blend in back in middle school back to the middle school story I wanted to blend in I wanted to laugh with the girls while playing with the boys I was the type of person back in middle school who used to play the drums I was very into stuff that you know boys were supposed to be doing i was supposed to be tomboyish that's what they call it but i played the drums i was playing football i was running but at the same time i wanted to blend in with the girls because i i did have i thought at that time that i did have something in common with them because obviously i'm a girl the last time i checked i didn't have balls i i didn't i don't have goals so i should be laughing with the girls when they're laughing right but i felt insecure and no shade to my middle school peers no i mean most girls or most boys in middle school or high school whatever people don't even really do sometimes they're very unaware of what they do to make other people feel uncomfortable so no shade to you i love you guys so much and of course, if that hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be here talking about this and helping people battling with different things. So that everything i makes for a purpose. and matter of fact, I thank you for being mean to me or being, is not the right word to put it, you know, is that the right way to put it or being, you know, just yourselves, right? and no shape to you. I love you guys. So I wanted to be free and be devoid of finger pointing and gossip middle school is always like that you know it's always even high school it's always mostly like that you're having cliques being formed you know people being talked about people being dissed and addressed and you know confronted it was just about that all the time and it's really not healthy to be fair um i do check in on my i i have little siblings so i check in on them all the time and ask asking are you doing okay and I'm, I'm, I'm like asking my baby sister hey are you in a clique i'm mean, thinking which side is she on is she on the uh, clique side or you know against the clique and in both ways it never should it, i don't know I, I mean i don't think that we can do anything about cliques but i feel like your impact on the people who do not belong to the society you're in should always be minimal or if possible none at all you shouldn't impact them or influence them negatively you can be positively doing something you know but don't negatively affect them so i don't remember a time i came home from middle school from school and didn't lock myself up in my room trying to find solace in all the wrong things i remember one time I cried so much until I was numb and I prayed in my spirit telling God to give me all of my siblings pains to carry because it was really unbearable and I didn't want any of my my baby brothers or sister to go through it so I remember telling God to God just give me you know my siblings pain I'll carry it along with mine because this is really painful and at that time I didn't even know that everyone had their own crosses to carry. So it's like I've always had this thing in me to help people and Honestly, I'm just not even surprised that I'm here trying to help people out. So it really it really was a tough time for me and it went a long way to affect me. my relationships with people you know my life my education my lifestyle every single thing was affected because of what i went through in middle school and now that i'm older i see these things and i'm thinking these were very minor stuff these were things that were not supposed to affect me so badly And, and apart from that though i'm not really saying that's the whole truth there's more to it there's so many factors to where people get depressed or get anxiety from one thing or from multiple things so that's one thing i've said and so there are multiple for me it was multiple things it was a whole other stuff that you know i can't really get into but it was there and pretty much affected everything that i thought wouldn't be affected So it was, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. So I'm taking the first step or the bold step of sharing a portion of my truth on this platform to prove how transparency can make you aware that you're never alone in your struggles and that you're not the only one going through what you're going through. As I said before, we all have our pain and trauma and stories and I really strongly believe that we can survive off of one another's experiences because my transparency will really, truly save someone and yours just might as well. In the setting we're in, in Africa, or let me put it Ghana, we're very much forced to believe that buffing up your feelings, being discreet, about them is the only way to go about it. But that's not true, guys. It is it isn't true. Buffing up your feelings and being discreet about them will only make you hurt more. If anything, it would actually make it worse. So the first step to self-care is tuning in to figure out what's going on with you. Okay. So as I said, some people don't even know what, what goes on with them. Others do others know that this is what's causing me to be like this. Some people just don't know. They just have a general sense of discomfort right and they're just not too sure they feel they don't feel well they feel unwell but they don't know what's making them feel unwell others know. so buffing up your feelings is really truly not never the answer maybe you're uncomfortable talking to somebody about it but the first thing you need to do is to talk to yourself first and as i said you need to tune in figure out what's going on with you so you can easily pinpoint or name the feeling you're going through or the feelings you are experiencing or having emotions So you pinpoint the feeling you accept it and it helps you move through it and you're finally able to let it go so knowing what you're going through is key is very important and it's an important step or is an important thing that comes with self-care. No one knows you better Than yourself. No one knows you better than yourself. So if you're uncomfortable sharing your problems or pains right now, because in the end, you would still have to share it. That's what I'm trying to say. You can never really, even Christians, we are told, even we, us, we are told that you need to talk to God about your problems. And so it makes you understand that you need to talk, you need to bring it out. And if you can't really express it in words, you can express it through art, you can express it through music, you can express it through mind you can express it through anything cutting out magazines and you know words that speak to you just you you can anything at all you can express it through anything any medium you can express it through swimming water just make sure you know what you're going through most of the time people who don't share their feelings they tend to think that their feelings are a burden to other people right i have this thing i used to have this thing i had a friend i still do have that friend um thankfully most of the time i'm not able to express myself properly and when i feel myself about to just cave in i just i run that's what he said that i I run Um, i love you so much jay um he said i run and that made me aware of the fact that it is true every single time that i'm about to cave in i run from the people i care about the most because i feel like me being my my vulnerability will be very toxic to them or it will be very detrimental their well-being so instead of me staying and telling them what I'm going through I run and that is really not the best so you need to figure out how to speak about it, how to express it so that doesn't affect your relationship with people now I know better than anyone how to feel pain not have or know a way to release it and I don't wish that on anyone because it's a very serious thing and I'm just very, very thankful to be alive today, uh, to share this truth or to share this experience. It isn't easy at all. Even after you you undergo healing or... I feel like the healing pro- is a process, right? And it never really comes that quickly. And you do get constant relapses, but as you take care of yourself, it really gets better. So I'm going to give out a few uh, tips on things you can do to just take care of yourself or things that I do personally for my self-care. So I love writing. So I check in every day, um, general writing. I write in my journal. uh, I make entries. I write what, you know, I went through the day, how my emotions were, what I went through, you know, experiences I liked and didn't. I just write a feel down because I love writing so much. So I just write stuff. And I track my mood with an app called mood moods. Tracking your mood is very important because it's an excellent tool for people with mental health issues uh, to keep track of your symptoms. You know, when you keep a daily record of your symptoms, it makes you learn a lot about yourself and it makes you take better care of yourself. So tracking my mood is one thing I really love doing. I take care of myself and sometimes I'm mostly on the other side of the uh, wheel. I'm mostly listening to people so I take care of myself. I feel very bad sometimes when I take the break but I need to, you know, I need to I can't be everything for everyone, right? I need to take care of myself as well. So I do are selfish when need be. (laughs) So I also find small things that I can do to just calm myself down. I watch shows on Netflix, on YouTube. I love cooking shows. I normally watch that a lot. It's very therapeutic. Recently I rode a bicycle. that was lovely, the wind against my face, it was very, very therapeutic. I love reading, so I read a book a month, that's what I normally have a goal that I set for a book a month. I do want to plant some um, seeds, I want to be a plant mom, so I'm still trying to figure out when I can be available, ready to commit to being a plant mom. I also sit outside my house, I'm sitting in the compound and I just adore the nature, I just let the wind blow against my face. I just love the uh, scenery outside, I just sit out there and I'm just like closing my eyes and listening to music. Sometimes I do sit down without music and I just listen to every single thing, the horns, the cars, everything. The wind, the birds, I love the birds when they chirp, I really love chirping birds so I like that as well. I have a quiet time, I'm a Christian so I read my word, I read the word of God for more insight. Um, I don't paint. I do draw so I do draw sometimes and I love music I can never ever forget music I really really love music so I, I devote time to listening to music although I've been through a lot of things hard and had a hard time I'm not damaged that's one thing I want you to know that you're not damaged no matter what you go through and you, you might search for love in all the wrong places right and for everybody else you think you're strong you figured it all out or you've got it can learn a lot of different things or something new from someone or an experience and your achievements don't mean healing right it is really truly about what's deep within so you need to make time to take care of yourself finally i want to send out peace and huge chunks of love to the following people people looking for acceptance and attention I love you. And I think that if you don't accept yourself, you can never really be accepted fully anywhere else. People in need of financial support, I send you love and I send you hope. I send you ideas and I send you peace. It's very important that you take your time. I know you're struggling. I know you probably don't even have enough funds to get some things done. People who don't know what's going on with them don't know how they feel. I would advise people who don't know how they feel to first of all relax, tuning into their bodies and minds, figure out what's going on with them and let me know how I can help. People battling with family issues, estranged or alienated relatives, I send you love, I send you peace, and I hope you find all that you've lost or all that you're not getting from your relatives, from other people or from this platform. I hope that through it all, you keep or you continue loving yourself and just waiting until everything gets better while taking care of yourself. I hope that that slot or that space is filled. For people battling addictions, I hope that you're not too hard on yourself and that you cultivate the habit of self-discipline and make sure that you're never caught idle and Try possible best to also put things in place, like filtering your social media, depending on what kind of addiction you've got. Just make sure that you're putting in place, if you're addicted to pornography, you can decide to turn off or just filter your, because there's so many settings on our social media apps that give us the options of closing in or even sensitive media. If you are addicted to weed or addicted to drugs or cocaine there will definitely be because addictions always have withdrawal symptoms so definitely you would battle with withdrawal symptoms but you need to make sure that you are cultivating your self-discipline it isn't easy it isn't going to come in a day or a week or a month it will take time so being careful or being gentle and easy on yourself will be very much helpful my people with body dysmorphias trying to lose weight or gain weight I want you to know that people's definition of perfect has nothing to do with you immediately you begin to cultivate the art of self-love you will definitely be okay people who are being shamed or being made the center of bad attention right now people will forget about it and people will go back to their normal routine so I believe that you should to. It wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be as easy as I'm saying you should go back to and I probably sound very annoying but it will take time. Just be sure to take care of yourself every single day one step at a time. Talk to yourself. Don't lock yourself up in a room and be wallowing in pain or whatever. Step out there and own your truth whatever it is. Just make sure that you are doing okay when you return to your personal space. The people who feel like they are on the wrong path of life, I want to let you know that it's never really too late to turn around and find what truly belongs to you. The people in toxic relationships, I know you love this person deeply but ditch that person and run. The people who've lost loved ones meaningful relationships, I cannot tell you that I can replace that hole or I can replace that space or void. Do your best to cherish and hold the memories of the person you've lost dear and close to your heart, but also remember to live. The people battling with bitterness or the inability to let go, fun. you are dying slowly inside, the insides of you may be looking rotting. You might look fine, but truly you're not doing okay. Letting go is amazing, It is equally fulfilling, don't hold on to the pain. Don't hold on to the bitterness. Learn to forgive and move on. To people struggling to study in school, battling with anxiety and attentive disorders, I want to encourage you to not give up and for you to just keep studying and doing your best in school. For you to try different approaches of studying and different approaches of learning. To people struggling to relate with others, thinking they're weird and people battling severe forms of OCD and anxiety, panic disorders, etc. I want to let you know that getting to know yourself and accepting your disorder is always a first step in finding a solution to it. Finally, to so people struggling at work or at their workplace, I want to let you know that good things take time and to keep working harder. Some of the things I said to the people I addressed will not make them feel better. Others would make them feel okay, and others would actually ginger them or energize them and make them feel like they can actually take a step towards their healing. Don't be afraid to see a psychologist or a therapist for extra or for more qualified remedies and you know solutions. It really is important for you to figure out what's going on with you and how to deal with it. Lastly, I also have started classes and courses on Skillshare and Udemy. Taking so much of my time, I'm just focusing on creating and learning so much and it's distracting my mind from worrying. That's also a pretty good way of taking care of yourself. Feel good about yourself today and spread love in the process. Kindness is free. Bye. As always, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at thepainkillist.podcast. Looking for someone to talk to about something you're going through? Don't hesitate to send us an email at painkillers.helpline at gmail.com. And if you want to join this community while providing support in terms of finance or kind, you can email us at t e a m at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share this episode with your friends. You might just be saving someone's life. Music is by LeCrembo and Paul Xavier. And thanks to my graphic designer, King Swift.